and boom goes the dynamite. It is Tuesday, and you know what that means. Kevin Ely and I are back for another brand new episode of The Boom. I'm your host, as always, James B. McDaniel. Kevin, how's your week been, buddy? It's uh, it's uh, one of those weeks where you kind of feel like I'm facing my mortality. Really? Yeah. This has been a heavy week. Well, it's not bad. It's just bittersweet. My daughter turned 16, so I feel like I've... You know, and listen that you have raised that girl so well, <laughs> tell everybody the choices she's making in life on her right. 16th birthday. So she loves a good crab boil. Okay. And there's only a few pretty good Cajun restaurants here in mm-hmm. the middle of America, Oklahoma. Uh, but there's a place we've gone that, that she liked. So when we said, where do you want to go with your family for family dinner night with my mom and, you know, both, you know, grandparents and the whole crew cousins. Right. She said she wanted to do a crab boil. So we go to this place, Brent's Cajun here in Edmond, mm-hmm. Oklahoma. And, uh, there's, you know, probably 12 of us and she's at the head of the table. So everyone goes around and orders all thing and they order tell her, you know, what would you like? And she said, I want the crab boil with the bindui sausage. And, you know, and they, oh, I'm so sorry. We're out of crab today. Oh, no crab. And we're like, and we're like, well, this is why we came here. Yeah. It's her birthday. She wanted this for her birthday. And then my mother-in-law was like, I called earlier and we said, we're coming for the crab boil. Will you have, will you have it? They said, yes. Sorry, we just ran out earlier today. Said, oh, sons of bitches. So like, oh no, I'm ready to flip tables. Yeah. But she's sweet and she said, no, I'll, you know, find something else. But what else? Maybe I'll just do the shrimp. And I said, well, you could get the shrimp or you could try the crawfish. Oh, so this was, oh, so you had an influence in this decision. Yeah. So she said, yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll try that. She said, do you like that? And I said, yeah, it's one of my favorite things. So she got the crawfish boil with some shrimp and okay. sausage, kind of the whole thing. A huge bowl. Yeah. Gigantic bowl. More than a man could eat. Not much less than a 16-year-old <laughs> Man-sized yeah. portions. Because, you know, we she asked for this, plus she got that, plus she got that. Yeah. And it's like, it's not like they just reproportion. They just add yeah. more on. This is a Mark Henry serving. Yes, it was. And what did she think? What what did she think of her first kind of Louisiana boil? Yeah. I uh <laughs> she she ate what did she think? Yeah. She uh she ate a lot of it. Okay. Uh and then, you know, everyone's like, What do you think? Are you gonna suck the head? And like all that stuff. She did not. Other people at the tables did. Okay. Uh, but she got pretty good at it, cracking them open and pinching the tail and all that stuff. All right. Eat the little claws. And yeah. Uh, she ate quite a bit. We stuffed ourselves pretty good. And then on the way home, she said, you know, I just don't think I like crawfish. Oh man. And we were like, well, you didn't have to eat, you know? Yeah. You didn't have to. And she's, uh, well, I do feel know. her though. in that yeah. when you have your heart set on one thing, yeah. Crawfish and crab are very different. They're very different. They're, They're very, very different. different. Yeah. So I should have played I, it safe. Should have played it safe in hindsight, but she was feeling adventurous and then once she got it, it was such a big, you know, 
production. Yeah. Because that's a big production, you know. She kind of had to. She, she had to Well, and in. she was like, I. she's literally said, I kind of put on a show for everybody. Oh. Because she didn't want anyone to feel bad. You raised a great uh, daughter either right. way. So she Even if she has her, poor she taste. She kayfabed her crawfish boil. Oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> that should be the name of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> kayfabe crawfish boil. Kayfabe crawfish boil. Yeah. Okay. We... I love that because, of course, I am a Louisiana native. Yes, almost everything I cook involves first. Yeah, fish. Almost everything I cook involves andouille sausage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I miss crawfish more than I miss my family. Oh my um, gosh! Yeah, for that, that's actually not even close. They're way down that list. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank goodness they don't listen to AEW podcasts. But we've there's a I think there's a lot going on this week in AEW like a whole lot. Mm-hmm. What do we want to get to first? Do well, we want to start with the the Dave Meltzer discussed this week that AEW yeah. and I agree with him mm-hmm. lacks the big babyface superstar. Yeah, and I think they do. Yeah, and so now the question is who can that person be? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of options I think. Yeah, inside and outside the company. And it's interesting because when you first when you first brought it up, I was like, "What are you talking about? They have like a ton of great baby faces." Yeah, and he's not saying great baby face. I mean, he's not saying yeah. you know like good baby faces. They have yeah. they have a lot of those. They he's need talking a sting, about a Hogan, an Ultimate headliner, Warrior, right? Yes. Someone who will who will take them to the promised land, or at least a good rights increase. Do you think? <laughs> do you think John Moxley was that guy? But he's been that guy for so long the shine isn't there anymore yeah i think for the first i think that's a really good description i think for the first probably from day one Mm -hmm. until really just now Mm -hmm. he's probably been that guy yeah and they've had other guys they have had other guys he and i think moxley's largely been that guy other than the muffin era yep um and but yeah, he's he's been in that role for so long. It doesn't feel special when Moxley's main eventing. It doesn't feel right. You know, now that the now the Adam Page trilogy is largely over, mm-hmm. it doesn't. It's not that big a deal when when he's in a match and you need somebody who feels like a big deal, right? And that being said, there's a lot of guys right now that feel a little overexposed. Brian Danielson, for instance, mm-hmm. number one. I don't think he wants that brass ring. Right. I don't think he cares. And number two, he's we see him every show. He mm-hmm. feels a little overexposed to be that guy. And he's just had a long career and not that he's over the hill or anything, especially not as a performer, but just as right. a, someone who captures the imagination and gets people to tune in who haven't tuned in before. And the thing is, I think I think there could be a storyline where he could potentially be that guy, but again, right now I don't think you can do that. He's in the middle of this other thing right now, and even mm-hmm. if if it is with one of the top guy, the top guy, doesn't it doesn't feel right? And I think you'd need to take him away to bring him back to reintroduce him in a role that could potentially put him there. So I think mm-hmm. it's too too complicated right now for yeah. it to be Brian Danielson. Yeah, Hangman Page had had a had a run. It was okay. He might have another. Yeah. Yeah, and I think he can be that guy one day, but he's not right now. And again, he's a guy that they – I don't even like this phrase. They just have been dicking around with a lot of guys. 
that where he doesn't feel special as in now he's just lost two of three mm-hmm. to Mox. He doesn't feel like he's a top guy. I don't think you can make him the top guy after he's just lost two of three. And that's the thing. That's the thing that I think, I think Dave pointed this out and I know other people who have picked up the conversation since then mm-hmm. have kind of pointed out is that just the AEW booking style doesn't really get behind people that in that sustained way, you no. know, I think, you know, Darby is someone who could be a signature star. Yeah. If he were to go after the world title and have a run with MJF, it might be something that gets a lot of people's attention. I think that could but be a big program. He yeah. so stop start with, you know, yep. whether he can go before he runs himself ragged. At this point, know. I don't even remember. I don't even remember what the, 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 I don't remember the outcome of the last Samoa Joe match. I think he lost. He lost. I believe and, he lost. And he will yeah. not and, and, and can't challenge again. Of course so, not. Yeah. Of course I not. I mean, not he can't challenge Joe again. Yeah. They, yeah. They said that. Yeah. Right. Um, but you they know, had, they, yeah, they could do something with them they, later. They had something with Wardlow and they sunk that ship deep. They did. It would take, he would, would have been one so of those much, guys. Yeah. He would have been it would one of those guys. It would take so much, Kevin, yeah. to resurrect him and get him mm-hmm. to that level. It would take months of, of really good booking. Yeah, and I don't know if they have that booking in them. Again, and how right? AEW has great wrestling. Yeah, AEW has great wrestling. Yeah, but they're not. I don't think they're the booking has been good at all. Yeah, For, it's definitely been. I guess short sighted is the only thing I can think of. Like, yeah, you. There's no reason that MJF and Wardlow shouldn't be like generational rivals. Yeah, and and be the 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 Luger and Sting and the, you know, or the, mm-hmm. you know, um, whatever you want to compare them to. But like, there's no reason that Wardlow should not be the, the top tier baby face with MJF as, you know, his, the thorn in his side, who just, who's the one guy that and they were right there, English. right. They were, they right, were right there. there at double or nothing. Yep. And it's all gone. Yep. And there, there are so, I was thinking watching um, the shows this week, there are a lot of guys right now that I kind of like what they're doing with them. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, I'm I'm always super hyped about Claudio. Mm-hmm. That we never see Claudio. We never see him. Mm-hmm. I like what they're doing with Kip Sabian. Mm-hmm. We don't really see him. Um, there's a lot of guys that I think it wouldn't take a lot. And I'm not saying Kip Sabian could be the guy. Right. Not at right. all. Right. But... Um, just well, people who had momentum now just it's they just disappear. Yeah. There was a great example um that Dave made on that show with Garrett that where he talked about um back when Ric Flair was, you know, on top and he had a set of guys that were the top guys, he had a set of guys that were in the mid guys and a set of guys mm-hmm. who were just like you're just gonna have a great match with. Yeah. And he was and he would recognize when someone needed to be protected and when not and all that. And Sting to going to a draw with him mm-hmm. um in eighty eight was a great example of him saying, Well, this is a guy who's just meant to be a TV main event on my way to the big main event with Lex Luger later in the year. Mm-hmm. But I see something in this guy. And if I beat him on this TV special, he's not gonna be what he could be. Right. So they did the draw. And I compare that to what they did with Konosuke Takeshita this week. Yeah. This past week with uh, with MJF. 
There think, is no reason that he could not have been the sting on yeah. the way to Brian Danielson being the Luger match, where it's the yeah. main match, but along the way, this one guy takes him to the limit mm-hmm. and doesn't get beat, and but still doesn't beat him. Right. And Takeshita, number one, it would have been great to, you know, I think we talked about it last week. It would have been great if Takeshita had taken him to a draw. Yep. And then it shows MJF like, man, can he hang in this 60-minute match? But also, Takeshita, you're like, wow, that guy, that guy's top tier. Now, instead, he's, you know, tapped out. Takeshita could have been, he absolutely could have been the guy. Absolutely. Um, He had his own things to overcome, you know, just the language barrier and things like that. But, like, he's definitely on his way. Again, we've compared him to Muda in that Muda could have been an, a superstar yes. in WCW, but bad decisions were made. Mm-hmm. And Takeshita could be a superstar in AEW right now. Yeah. At this moment, he could be, he can be, and the fans are behind him, mm-hmm. but they beat him. Yeah. And um, they keep beating him. He mm-hmm. has very few wins, just over Brian Cage, I think. Um I'm sure there's a couple others along the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I still don't remember Eddie Kingston having a win, but apparently he's got a few. <laughs> but um, Eddie Kingston is a perfect example of a guy that people wanted to get behind. Yeah, he could and absolutely, absolutely be, was on the cusp. Yeah, and they just let it go. Mm-hmm. They seemingly were uninterested in doing anything with him, and, and the fans wanted it. Mm-hmm. The only time they seemed to have done what the fans actually wanted was when they put the, put the belts on uh, the acclaimed a week mm-hmm. too late, and mm-hmm. uh, maybe not too late because they've gotten over huge, mm-hmm. and that's something, of course, the acclaimed that we'll talk about later mm-hmm. in this episode. Yeah. One person, I think there's some hope there. Mm-hmm. There's some people that for very short periods, I think, could absolutely be the big baby face coming up soon. And maybe it's not necessarily the one guy. Maybe you have a small group of guys. Mm-hmm. Adam Cole, I think, is somebody that could do it. I think Adam um, Cole is that guy. I think and he's I think, that. Yeah. And I think Britt Baker is the other part of it. I think that would be phenomenal. I would love for them to be like have each other's backs, be that one two combo. They could absolutely be the big baby faces in AEW. And somebody else I'll just mention is uh, uh, Kota Ibushi. Mm. I think bringing in Coda, maybe even to back up to Keshta mm-hmm. um, and create a little stable there, I think could be amazing if they did it. Yeah. If they even can do it with their deal with New Japan, who knows? Right. But um, I think it'd be really interesting to bring him in but and not have him team immediately with Kenny Omega. Um, and again, I think a lot of people would say, well, Kenny Omega could be the guy. I don't think Kenny is really wanting to be the baby face right now. Kenny had no. his run. Yeah. I don't think he makes a great baby face. I really don't. No, no. Uh, feel free to attack me on Twitter at Peppermint Fatty. Hey, I, th- I haven't been attacked in days. <laughs> You're bored. I think exactly. I think Kenny is a great baby face in Japan, but he does not yeah. translate as well. His demeanor, no. the way his interview style, all that stuff. It just doesn't translate as well. I have a controversial States. statement about my feelings on Kenny. That oh. I'll probably have to share with you off the air. Oh, okay. It's too controversial for this show. Too controversial. We'll, we'll get pulled immediately off of YouTube, <laughs> Spotify, everywhere we are. What do you think of this uh, action and dready guy? <laughs> oh man, you know I like action and dready, mm-hmm. and I think he is a fine 
Z-Man level guy at this point. <laughs> That's a great comparison. Like you've got yeah. Sting. Yeah. And then you've got a few levels down. You've got Flying Brian. And mm-hmm. just under that, you've got the Z-Man. Yeah. A very capable baby face. That's right. In a large group. And that's where I put him right now. Right and I'm now. really excited to see where he goes. That's not too many steps off, though. He gets it's he not gets, too many. He gets one step up to that Pillman level. Oh man! And then he, you know, the next the level races. after that is pretty. You know, speaking of Pillman level, mm-hmm. man, I like Ar Fox. They've got so many guys on the roster who are boring as hell. Yeah, Roosh, for instance. <laughs> man, I like like Ar Fox. I really like Ar Fox. He was incredible. He was my performer of the week this week yeah absolutely you know what he's leo rush but he's leo rush but not a quitter (laughs) and more entertaining than leo rush (laughs) leo rush without all the retirements from every organization in professional wrestling however yeah leo rush now coming to mlw oh wow will he retire who knows tune in tuesday nights and see (laughs) how many it's a big get. Count every hour you get with Leo Rush. That's why exactly. they call him the man of the hour because You'll, you you might, might get an hour. You Next, might get you an might hour. Get an hour and then he quits. Oh my god! No, no, but like, I'm glad to hear you say that. Like, I really enjoyed Ar Fox this week. Mm-hmm. I love him with Top Flight. Um, I would love for him to get a bigger role in AEW. Yeah, uh, I think he, he's I kind of earned it. Is he a talker? Like, is he? I don't. I don't, I don't know. Really, I don't remember Lucha Underground well enough to remember. I remember that feud that he had with Swerve. Mm-hmm. And I've seen him remember. some in GCW, mm-hmm. but honestly, GCW, the sound production so bad, I, I wouldn't know what he said <laughs> even knows? if I remembered the promo. You know, even if he yeah. had one, I wouldn't have a, a clue what was said. Oh, man. I, but that's, a, that's another. Name. Who you got? Daniel Garcia. What do you think of him? I don't think he's there yet, but I would love to see him make that turn and mm-hmm. support a babyface group. For some reason, I have it in my head. They don't really have the guy, but they've got the some people du- where they could have a dudes group. with attitudes, some dudes with attitudes. Exactly. Um, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, man, when you think back, the dudes with attitudes, <laughs> there were a lot of there. That was a rough stable when you really get down to it outside yeah. of sting. Flying yeah. Brian and the Z-Man. Right. I think you had Junkyard El Gigante. Mm-hmm. You had like the latter years, Junkie JYD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rocky was King. Not, yep. And um, uh, um, Paul Orndorff with like basically one arm. Yeah. And did they have, um? oh, the skateboarding duo. Were they in that? I don't know. I don't were think they, they were. Maybe they I were. I don't think they were. Maybe they and were I latter even, stage. I can't even remember their names right now. I yeah. mean, I, Shay, it was Shane the Douglas. The dynamic and dudes. The dynamic Johnny, dudes. That's Johnny what it Ace. Was. Johnny Ace and, and John Shane Laranitis, Douglas. Yeah. Now yeah. Uh, Brian Danielson's father-in-law. Oh, my God. Poor Brian, man. Poor <laughs> Brian. Good Lord. Um, I'm just, I'm just, I don't know. We can do way better than that stable right now. We can do way better. Yeah. But it would be really cool if that if a stable were to unite around Adam Cole and Britt Baker. I like that idea. And Adam Cole mm-hmm. can absolutely do it. He's got the charisma for it. His size makes him a great baby face in peril. Mm-hmm. Um, Even if it's a small guy like MJF. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. He would look, MJF would look 
would look very – he would not look small. He would look muscular next to Adam Cole. I'd love it. I, I'm really worried. I hope we get Adam Cole soon. We keep They keep doing these interviews. Yeah. I'm hoping they just have a plan they're waiting on, which is always the case. But the one thing I'm certain of, and I hate to say this, this, is, like, this isn't going to be done well. Like not Adam Cole. I'm sure whatever that is will be done well. Mm-hmm. I mean, getting a big a big company, a big baby face that can lead the company into the future. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen well, and it might be a year before we get anything like that. Yeah, and it's so, not going to. Excuse me, it's not going to be CM Punk. We have so close because that's one of the names that keeps coming up. Yeah, it is. is. Oh, well, CM because Punk. he was he was that guy. He was that guy. He absolutely was, and it. And we kept waiting for the heel turn, and man, that heel turn came hard. It came way harder than any of us expected. It was like a heel 360, man. Like he, it wasn't just a turn. He spun off the road. Yeah. Like he hit black ice during that That's turn. That's right. Right. Oh like MJF on his prom night. Oh, my. Exactly. Like MJF's prom night. We're going to talk a lot about that. But first, let's talk about what $5 a month can get you. Patreon.com slash fight game media gets it. Get you extended episodes of a number of our current shows and also extra special shows every month from all of our hosts, such as uh, the Boom Hall of Fame. What was the last one we did, Kevin? Was it the Hall of Boom? Was that the last one? Uh, we did a, a award. We did an award show. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we do. Mo- Listen, if we do one thing well here at the Boom, it's award shows. We've had multiple, and you don't know what's going on on them unless you pay. Unless you pony up $5 a month. Empty out your pockets, people. We know you're not doing anything with it. Okay, yeah, Valentine's Day is coming up. You don't have dates. We know you don't have dates. Your date needs to be with me and with Kevin Ely for $5. We're the cheapest dates out here. We're the cheapest dates going, people. Unless, of course, you take us out for for crabs. We're going to order a large amount of food, particularly myself. (laughs) Um, But outside of that, $5 is all it takes to get us one-on-one with you in your car, on the way to work, hours and hours of nothing but award shows. Literally, we did a three-hour award show. We broke it into two segments. I think it's a whole – it's a lot of fun. It's one of the most fun episodes I've done here at The Boom. And, of course, you get extra shows from everybody else out there. Brace for impact. Um, You're going to get the Dynamite show every every Wednesday immediately after Dynamite. I think it's the best deal in combat sports. And, again, if you're you're in this for wrestling, for boxing, for MMA – We've got a show for you, patreon.com backslash fight game media. And of course, always check out fight game media's YouTube in particular. I think you're going to want to check out the power bombshells. They have a really Mm -hmm. fun show every Sunday that I definitely try not to miss, but I often miss because my God, my life is just a a shambles right now. (laughs) And uh, that's why I'm not there. Wasn't there on Sunday, ladies. So that's my pitch for the fight game media, Patreon, Kevin, what's up next. I think we just go right into the heat index. You know what? Thing, yeah. Uh, yeah. We Let's do the heat index, but listen. We have some disagreements. I've got, we've got major disagreements. All right. Um, And also, I've got should have been on Dynamite for this week. Okay, good. I've got a conspiracy corner for this week that is okay. related to should have been on Dynamite. I've got a lot of feelings, people. And you know, it's going to be a rough ride when I've got a lot of feelings. Let's do it, Kevin. <laughs> All right. Hit let's, me with the heat let's index. See what we can, what emotions we can trigger here. Tell him, Kev. All right. <laughs> Tell him, Turb. Exactly. All right. I've got a dishonorable mention first to get out of the way. Thank God. And it I is. I just looked at this. Yeah. It is. The yeah. Impractical Jokers. I don't even know what these guys' names are. 
Listen, I haven't man, even watched that show. One's name was like uh, Jay, and one I don't know. It's like Jay and Silent Bob or some bullshit. Listen, <laughs> I've been aware of the Impractical Jokers for years. I've never seen either of these men. I was literally watching the show while talking on the phone with somebody. I said, hold on. I've got to see what in the hell's going on on my screen. So I don't know who these people are. It turns out it was the Impractical Jokers. Yeah. They didn't need to be there. They added nothing. They, for some reason, had Jericho's tiny yeah. little baseball bat. Right. This was hot garbage, my friend. I was trying to imagine, like, these these men, are they have a TV contract. They have a contract yeah. to work professionally being funny on television. They weren't and funny. the best idea they could come up with was that they stole his bat. Yeah, and they made people chant. It was a tiny. It was a tiny bat. Tiny bat. Tiny bat. Yeah, yeah. And number one, of all the impractical jokers, these are the ones no one's ever heard of or seen before. I know what they look like. These weren't the impractical jokers. I, this was like I was watching the Barry Windham version of Sting. Is what I thought. Is <laughs> what I was looking at here. Um, but yeah, there was no comedy. Generally, what you would do was have a segment with the other impractical jokers in the back and they're telling these guys what to do. Right. And of course what they're told to do riles up Chris Jericho and there's a right. beating and it's still garbage, but it's garbage with a point. It's a garbage with a tie into the show. Right. This was to garbage with say, a tie into nothing. Right. To make you say those guys were funny. There's a whole TV show like that. Yeah. G Willikers. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. No, no opposite effect. I will never watch this show ever. Oh, no, my no. God. This Especially was so bad. Not, no. Yeah. And then them going through the table. It was one of those things. I hate to use the phrase exposing the business, but when the guys are like. The guys were trying not to laugh while they were being right. choked out with a baseball bat. Right. Right. Albeit a tiny one. And it was the gentlest power bomb onto a table I've ever seen. It was. And not only that, like you had the cushion of the table. Yeah. Then you had the cushion of a slightly obese man. Not yeah. as obese as me, but slightly obese. There was also that cushion there. Right. And uh yeah, there's the most well cushioned power bomb. Three men lifted him up. Yeah. Three men put him down. They it was baby steps through that. Yeah. And you know what? I'll tell you what, this one of what this segment did, it made me appreciate Paul Walker Howard. Is that his name? Uh uh The Golden Paul, Globe yeah. winner. Uh Paul Walker Hauser. Paul Walker Hauser. That man wasn't protected. Yeah. Nope. He got he got hit with a he got hit with a with a uh, a guitar mm -hmm. he goes down everything looked like it would with a professional wrestler yep this looked like they were protecting a 90 year old man and it made me think who is this guy i'm gonna go check out what his other stuff is exactly exactly also and by all accounts he's awesome yeah and also i'm wondering when is he gonna be back because yeah. they're still running around with his golden globe he's got to get it back at some point right yeah man no that's the thing it was almost as if we had a really good actor who did a really good job, and then we had a couple <laughs> clowns who did the job of a bunch of clowns, but uh, not in a comedic way. It was really unfortunate. That show must be really cheap to produce, I've got to think. Yeah. Yeah, I, absolutely. Like, most reality shows are cheap, and I think that is one of the cheaper ones. Because yeah. all they do is micing them up and send them in situations right. their buddies are telling them what to do. Like, hey, man... Going to yeah. McDonald's. All right, poop on the counter. Yeah. I don't think that was one of the episodes. <laughs> now, but that's basically the show. They've done that, yeah. Yeah, pretend you're going to poop on the counter. Right. I don't think that's expensive to Instead, do. Instead, they're like, uh, order a order a large fries with the Happy Meal. <laughs> that seems what these guys would do. That is yeah. exactly what it feels like these two would do. My God, man. 
literally never seen them before in my life, and I'll hopefully yeah. never see them again. All right, enough about them. Number five. Number five. I have the Ass Boys, the Guns. They had a big week. Tag Team Champions beat the acclaimed. Did not get their dad back. No, but that no. may still happen. Who knows? It, it was really interesting that you had that big moment at the end mm-hmm. where El Paso was angry. Mm-hmm. El Paso was really angry yeah. <laughs> at this. They were chanting bullshit. Mm-hmm. They were just looking at the camera and like grimacing, mm-hmm. just grimacing at the camera. Like this is awkward. And, and then you just had the ass boys run out for a save on rampage and also was kind of awkward. Everybody was excited. They were running out, but then yeah. they're like, Oh, they, they just lost the title. Like they just two lost hours the titles, ago. And I guess they're worried about something else now. Yeah. Now they're worried about orange Cassidy because they're such big buddies. Right, right. Like the acclaim of giving a crap about anybody except Yeah, for... anybody. Yeah. Oh my God. No, it was a good match for the ass boys. Yeah, it was all right. Um I think this is about FTR. I think I so think, too, and I hope we're right. I hope yeah, I think that they don't want FTR to beat the acclaimed mm-hmm. right now. They're both semi faces. They're both faces, basically. And this is and and the ass boys have a lot of heat with FTR. And I think FTR will come in and take those titles yeah. off of the ass boys. My problem is I think the acclaim should have had these titles for much longer. Like yeah, they weren't the slowing down. They were, no, they were as still hot as hot. ever. Yeah. In fact, they're the only thing on like I love Adam Page. I love Orange Cassidy. I don't know if he still works for the company. I love John Silver. But the only thing I truly pop for is the acclaimed. I love the acclaimed right now. And I and now they're they've taken they've kind of taken the joy out of scissoring for me. I never <laughs> thought I'd say that. It's true. Never thought it. I just DM'd you a photo from the Ass Boys oh. uh Twitter account. I don't know if you can pull it up, but I absolutely can. Um so actually that that reminded me one of the names when we were talking about future baby faces who could be a great baby face for them mm-hmm. i had the thought of what if they put a rocket on anthony bowens i would be interested in that the i'd be really interested like in that. real genuine charisma and a real uh just likability and yeah. also that ability to kind of be himself yeah in a way that i think if he could stay healthy and kind of be focused. I think he could actually, you know, do pretty well. I don't know if he'd be the guy, but I'd be willing to check. So I made a mistake in checking my Twitter. Uh-oh. Um, what happened? Did they shoot down another UFO? They did not. I've got a lot of thoughts on that, <laughs> but um, I'm going to send you Okay. What my buddy just sent me, and I'm pretty sure he photoshopped it. I really hope he photoshopped it. Okay. <laughs> um, because this is, I'm friends with some people in this media group that mm-hmm. may have posted this photo, which I hope to God was photoshopped. Let me know if you got that on Twitter. No, okay. is that Twitter? That is Instagram. Apparently, every time I check Twitter, I also have to check Instagram. All right. So that threw me off. Um, 
No, I, I would really like to see what Anthony Bowens could do, but I hate that it would be taking away the acclaimed, which is something you might not get back. No, that literally could be true. I don't know. I hope to God he photoshopped that. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. I have um an ex-roommate who's a big deal right now in Barstool. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that really it, threw it me off. It could be a story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope that's not the big story. I, I believe that's fake news. I certainly hope it is. <laughs> um, no, but I wouldn't want to risk the acclaimed for it. I would yeah. really – I think the acclaimed needs – I don't want this to be something that was a six-month deal or an eight-month deal mm-hmm. in the history of AEW, the acclaimed mm-hmm. being the biggest thing out there because they've done such an amazing job of doing what really not many people are doing in the singles business right, right now, which right. is taking that brass ring – running with it mm-hmm. and just just scissoring their way to stardom that's right and yeah and i yeah. think that's and, and I, I don't it, know if that many people have had the opportunity in the singles division but they've not they're, they're not there mm-hmm. the acclaimed is there and they're not and i think that's part of the problem with um with how tony books is i think he 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 doesn't stick his neck out for anybody in a way yeah. that like he kind of plays it safe. So I think in his mind, he's sitting there thinking, well, the acclaimed are super over. They're going to be just as over if I let them lose. Yeah. And then the next thing, you know, they're going to be orange Cassidy. Yeah. You know, who's like, people are still behind him. They can main event, any TV show, any night, you know, every once in a while they can put him back up in a top thing. Yeah. But other than that, they'll just be kind of like, Oh great. It's them. Yeah. And the thing is, Orange Cassidy, again, he's got all this potential. You can do huge things with him. You put the title on him. You put the All-Atlantic title on him. And now he's wrestling. Um, oh, my God. Was I don't it, even remember the dude's name anymore. It? Oh, it was Lee. Lee Moriarty. It was Lee Moriarty. I was about to say Demetrius Johnson. He's wrestling <laughs> Lee Moriarty. That would be amazing. Who is a great wrestler. My God, I would love to see that. Orange Cassidy versus Demetrius Johnson would be It would fantastic. be great because the speed of mighty mouse flying around the ring yeah. doing flips and, and, and orange Cassidy doing his <laughs> slow kicks. Oh my God. It'd be great. But yeah, versus Lee Moriarty, who again, Lee Moriarty is a great wrestler. He's great, but there's been no push. There's no story. There's no personality. And I'm not saying there's not a personality there. We haven't gotten that personality to make him matter or to put him in a title picture. Mm-hmm. Also, I am sick and tired. We've got four title matches tonight. No, you don't. No, you don't. The match, well, you no, had two you title had eliminators. With four champions. Yes. Yeah. And they kept saying four title matches. And then uh-huh. they said title eliminators. Mm-hmm. And a title eliminator should be a match between two people. Two contenders. And the winner gets a shot at the title. Right. Not you a elimin- match with yeah. the champion. And if you beat the champion, right. you get a shot at the champion. There's nothing in pro <sighs> wrestling history that pisses me off. Like, you beat the champion, you get a shot at the champion. If you yeah. beat the champion, you should be the champion. Yeah. 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 I have strong feelings, Kevin. <laughs> and they I were pushing mind, me this week. I don't even mind me. non-title matches. I, I don't have that. I don't. Uh, that doesn't I bother do, me that much. I don't mind non-title matches either, but I mind when you have a champion fighting a yeah. non-champion. It's called a title eliminator. Right. That's stupid. Who are you eliminating? The champion? Right. No. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> You know what? I'm sick of dicking around with this, Kevin. I'm sick yep. of it. Yeah. In fact, we're. I'm throwing a wrench in the works. The, the there's only two people. 
There's only two people that can lead AEW in the future, and that is Turbo Floyd, Truth Magnum, the damn outrunners. That's right. They are the men of the week, the men of the uh, the men of this era of professional wrestling. The youngest they're the greatest, men alive. They're the youngest men alive, which plays very much into Conspiracy Corner this week. Oh, yeah. They're the only people that can lead us into a new era for AEW. Is it time to go into Conspiracy Corner? Because I think it might play into uh, what we've been talking about. You know, it it plays into the ass boys is what it plays into. Yeah. There is a conspiracy right now on the internet. We didn't see the outrunners. Hold on. Let me pull this up. Let me pull this up. Refer to your notes. Yeah. I've got to refer to my notes here. Everyone knows I'm terrible at remembering names. Um, Oh, let me find this. Okay. You may have called for conspiracy corner too soon. Oh, sorry. Okay, there was a tag team in Japan, Kevin. Uh-huh. A tag team in Japan made up of Marty McFly and the Doc. Okay. There were the, the, the time... Um, time splitters. The time splitters. Yeah. What is the name of the Marty McFly time splitter? The uh, um, um, flux capacitor. <laughs> I don't think that's true, but let's go with it. Okay. We didn't see the outrunners until the flux capacitor... Came to AEW. We oh, got oh, a time oh, Kushida. 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 That is exactly right. He I thought you were asking about the freedom. mechanism. Oh, no. He won his freedom okay. from NXT. So the time he comes splitter. comes and has a match in yeah. AEW. We uh-huh. get a time splitter. All of a sudden, we get the outrunners. Right. There is evidence put together on Twitter by a man named Dom DeLong, okay. which I'm assuming is the um, time variance version of Tom DeLong, who is, of course, helping bring alien realness to us wow this he sets up the case that the outrunners may be the future the the future versions of the ass boys yes i'm not gonna go listen i i'm not gonna do all the work for everyone out there his (laughs) name do your own research do your own research (laughs) dom underscore d-e-l-o-n-g-e he sets up the case the Outrunners are the ass boys from like 30, 40 years in the future. They couldn't make their way into AEW until Kushida came in and split time. And That's they been come conspiracy back, corner. win a match on Elevation, lose yep. a match to the acclaimed, and the yep. week later, the ass boys are the world tag team champions. That's exactly right. That is so exactly right. Are we, also, now, are we now living... I I I'll, I will do my own research, but are we now apparently living in a new timeline in which the Ass Boys have won the titles that was caused by a reality where they did not and became older, grizzled? I believe so. Wrestlers I believe, who never I believe won the title, so. and so they came yes. back to change their own past. And not only that, today, right now, Monday night, while we're recording this show, mm-hmm. it is Truth Magnum's birthday. Happy birthday, Truth Magnum. My daughter um, shares a birthday with Truth Magnum. Oh, my gosh. I, that, I know you're honored at this, at this moment. <laughs> I know you're honored. I but am. um, may have to DM him. Yeah. I was, I was not prepared to launch immediately into that. Oh. But that's the basis of this. And it basically explains how the Ass Boys got this win, why it felt so strange, because we're in a new timeline. There's... Definitely a Mandela effect going on along with this. Mm-hmm. Who knows what all is going to change after this? God only knows. 
but uh, we're in a brand new reality. We're in a new era of professional wrestling, and it has nothing to do with MLW coming to reels. It has everything to do with the Outrunners coming to AEW. Man. Yeah. Have I ever told you what I want to do with, uh, maybe you can help me and our Boom listeners can help make this happen. Okay. I really want to start convincing people that it's not the Mandela effect. It's the Mandala effect. <laughs> By the way, like you I think, got... you think it's the Mandela effect and yeah, that's what and that's most people Mandela. think, but that's, that's the not actually it. It's actually an example of the Mandala effect. I love this. That you think I love it's the this. Mandela effect. Okay. I got hit with a heavy Mandala this week, Kevin. Okay. What is the longest river in North America? The, it's not the is it the Mississippi? It's not the Mississippi. It was the Mississippi for forty three GD years, Kevin. But now it's not. Now it's not. Do you know what it is? What the Missouri? Wow. How many times in school were you told the Missouri River was the most important and longest river in America? Never. Never. Longest river in America now. No. That's a heavy mandala right there, my friend. What? <sighs> Look it up. Google it right now. What's the longest river in the United States? Oh, my God. Yeah. I memorized the 10 longest rivers in the world and in America yeah. because I was quiz bowl captain of a top four. We were top four in the state every year I was on the team. I competed nationally, Kevin. <laughs> They're and not pulling asked, this one over on me. Yeah. I mean, the Mississippi, the mighty Mississippi. Is this the thing? If I ask Siri, will it, will it tell me? Oh, let's see. All right. What is the longest river in the United States? I think Puppetup just answered. According to smartwatermagazine.com, the misery flows entirely through the United States, where it crosses seven states, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Iowa, Kansas, and Missouri. Say less, Siri. There you go, the Missouri. And I looked at the links. I think it's got the Mississippi by like three feet. Legit, <laughs> something like that. It's ridiculous. Uh, what these what mandalas are getting out of out, out of hand? These my mandalas friend. are getting out of my hand. My God. Okay, All where right. were we? Let's get back to wrestling. Oh yeah, this will trigger you. We're oh my God. You got to be kidding. Number four, Kevin. Number four. Okay, we trashed thought, this guy to no I end last we week. We were friends. I'm not saying I'm now a fan. I'm just <sighs> saying that Roosh had a hell of a match this week. Last week. Okay. Let's say Roosh had a hell of a match. I'll, what I'll say is I understand them going heavy on Roosh while they're in like the El Paso, mm-hmm. um, the Laredo, El Paso area. Yeah. The Laredo area. In, in, yeah. in Texas that they're doing. Yeah. Like I get that. I get, I get the reason for it. He should be fired. And, and I would, I would like them to sign him to a 50 year deal and then just sit him for 50 years. <laughs> That's what I want. I'm sure he is a great wrestler. He is a very good worker. You know what? That's what I'll say. He's a great worker. Yeah. That's, that's all I have to say. We don't disagree. We don't disagree. No, we don't. He had a good match. Though. I just had to give him. That's the first time I was like, wow. This, we trashed this, him hard this enough last is really week. Good. Maybe he deserves a little, little Let's, something, I gotta little give something him, from us. I got to give him a little thing. And then now next week. We got to get to see him tag with uh, El Pompadoro Blanco. Yep. Uh, I guess. No, they uh, put that on the screen and I got depressed, Kevin. Yeah. 
Like I, that's the kind of day I've had where it's like <laughs> everything. It's like a day of small problems. Yeah. Like I bust out my mic and, and the pop filter falls off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I go to grab the trash can to put trash in it and it falls over. And now there's more trash on the floor. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what this was when they're like, oh, by the way, so-and-so is going to be facing Roosh yeah. and El, El, El Papa Blanco. Yeah. yeah. Like, no. Why? Why? Like, why, <laughs> man? And uh, Who are they wrestling? You don't Moxley remember. Moxley and Claudio. Jesus Christ. Because apparently during the commercial break last week, Moxley mm-hmm. and Claudio saved Daniel Bryan, or sorry, Brian Danielson, from uh, the evil Roosh. I have no memory of that. Well, no, I do. happened now during our... commercial. Okay, there you go. And then they showed like a clip of it on Rampage to set up the match. So Think about that. They're, they have two of the biggest stars in the business. Yeah. Coming out to save one of the other biggest stars in the business. Yeah. Let's throw that out during the commercial break. Yeah. See if we want to work with it later. Right. You know? So that we can we build up film. that match with the uh that massive new hot heel old gringo. Give me Kip Sabian over El Gringo Loco any day of the week. Right now. Right now I'd rather Kip Sabian. Oh yeah. Easy. Easy. This uh Kip Sabian Butcher and Blade with uh Bunny and Penelope, I like that. I like I that like group. it. Absolutely like that group. Um I don't feel like they should be competing for the trio's titles at the moment. I would love to know, literally, what's where the Dark Order? Now mm-hmm. that I've stopped watching Being the Elite, I, I I have no clue where they are. They are a great trio's tag team. There's literally only three of them left out of mm-hmm. the 28 men that were in the Dark Order, men and women. Mm-hmm. There are only three left. They're just gone. And they were fan favorites. People liked them. Yep. I really loved watching Alex Reynolds and John Silver in mm-hmm. ring. Loved it. So, no clue. All right. Yep. Rise, bring me up out of this depression, Kevin. Give me number number three. Number three, it's fitting because it's trios wrestling. We had there two, you go. two great trios matches. Really great trios matches. I really love the trios division. Mm-hmm. I would love it if some of those people that competed in the in the tournament for the title, we're actually competing for the title right now. Mm-hmm. And I'd love it even more if we got some House of Black. Yes. House of Black versus Kenny and the Young Bucks would be really entertaining because they're not the guys that get um that get surprised and jumped and have mist blown in their faces. And I would love to see some mist blown in the faces. Particularly, I want to see someone try and mist Brandon. Um, is it Brandon? Yeah, Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. Um but he meets the mist. He with meets the, cold the mist with the Freezes cold spray. In the air. Yeah, and it's like Harry Potter and Voldemort facing off with their <laughs> wands, and neither can overtake the other. Or like Cyclops See, versus God knows who in X-Men. What I love about that reference is that no one would be more excited about that than Brandon Cutler. <laughs> <laughs> if you describe that to him in those terms, he would yeah. be like, that's amazing. We Let's have do to it. do it. We, so have, we to have to do it, do it. exactly. <laughs> And of have course, ever, have they ever done a missed versus missed spot where two people missed each other at the same time? I think there have been two people who missed at each other, but the, never where the mist is caught in yeah. the, the, the other mist. It's always just they both get missed in the eyes. Okay, yeah, they don't. And negate. I just, I love the idea of the the, the cold spray negating the mist. Yes. And do you realize freezing how, it like a like a like a Weather Channel anchor reporter out on a, exactly a right. sub zero temperature throwing a glass? Yeah. Of ice and I would love there. it if. 
when he finally overcomes it with the cold spray, mm-hmm. like whoever gets sprayed goes down like they've been shot in the face, yeah. just writhing in pain because <laughs> of the cold spray in the eyes. Yeah. That'd make me so happy. But uh, Lord knows if we'll ever get it. No. Don't know. I guess that would be I guess that would be Cutler versus Julia Hart. That would be that would that be would, the battle. I would watch that match too. I would watch that match. <laughs> the battle. That match. The battle of that's, the sprays. That's a that's as a main event on any elevation episode in the country. Absolutely. Um all right. So speaking of trios, I was looking up uh, I was looking up Revolution and I happened to come across last year's Revolution mm-hmm. card. And one of the matches last year was the House of Black. Okay. Malachi and um was it buddy and buddy buddy was with him mm-hmm. so it was all three of them okay. against uh pock uh penta okay and eric rowan oh that's Randy. right that's right eric redbeard was hurt i think that was when he had his yeah. elbow problems and eric redbeard was in there and i thought wow a year ago the house of black were doing trios matches that really meant nothing <laughs> And, and now here we are a year later doing trios matches that mean nothing. Yeah. So let's, oh my let's God. get these guys into gear. By the way, I guess, um, I guess death triangle just, uh, they've been sleeping since the end of that seven match tournament. That, that, the best of <laughs> they seven. Need a they, little rest. They've, been, they've been resting up. Yeah. Somebody's going to wake them up sometime mid March. I think, maybe late I think April. there are some visa issues. Cause I think they were supposed to be on oh, this really? whole Texas run and they, uh, weren't able to be. So I think it would have been, Oh, that's a good point. I don't know specifics, but I think they had some beast issues. Yeah. I can't imagine they wouldn't have been on this run if they could have had them. So yeah. In desperado. That's that's a a real shame. Yeah. Maybe one of them had been there instead of Roosh. You know, one person who would have been really well in Texas is Thunder Rosa. I'm at this point, I'm guessing she's not coming back. She, uh, ooh, let you me have any information? Really quick. Yes. Hold on. We've got breaking news developing, and it's well, not involving UFOs. <laughs> well, it broke a few days ago. I just forgot about it. Uh, That's breaking news for us. Come on. Now. She was part of the Spanish language commentary team on Dynamite last week. Really? Yes. So she was back. Now, Dynamite is in she... El Paso, Texas, on the 8th of February, Thunder Rosa was part of the show providing Spanish language commentary. It was unknown. With Luther and Serpentico. Yeah. <laughs> her tag, her new tag team partners. <laughs> that's her new faction. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, that's really interesting. Um, and that makes me wonder if it is indeed is still a back issue, because back issues can be hell. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll say this. I um, if she could come back today, I wouldn't want her to come back today. I really like what's going on in the women's division right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe they set something up. I would actually, I would love to see her go for go after Jade Cargill. That would be really interesting. But that I can't imagine pretty, pretty good. Yeah. I can't imagine you bringing her back, considering she never lost the world title, right? And not putting her in the world title picture. Maybe she comes back interrupts maybe jade cargill feels interrupted attacks her i wouldn't mind that but right now i really like what's happening in the world title picture and i want that to kind of remain the same yeah because if they brought her back the natural thing for her to do would be to feud with tony storm yeah 
who which would put her on the side of Britt Baker on Team Britt, which which would I don't be think, interesting. I don't think she wants to be on Team Britt right now. No, <laughs> I, I really and don't, I don't feel like Britt wants to be on Team Rosa. No, no. Um, all right, let's see. All right, number two, Kevin. Number two. Well, we kind of just started talking about it. I have that women's division feud. I'm not sure what to call it. Is it originals versus outsiders? Is it just, uh, I don't I know. I think so. I think, but, I think that's good. But, uh, I'm liking, I'm liking it's starting to take shape. Yep. I like that they're getting Ruby involved. I think Ruby's going to be a big part of it. It's um, going to be interesting because Ruby is somebody who will weigh it's laid out. I could see, I'd, I kind of want Ruby to to I want Ruby to jump ship. I want Ruby to turn on Brit on Team mm. Brit because she's a WWE original, mm. not an AEW original. Um, and if they're gonna stick to that, I could see her. I could see her um, being a turncoat. That'd be really entertaining. That's interesting. If they did, who who would you bring in as the third on the women's team? Would it be Hikaru Shida? Because I mean, she'd be the natural one because she's yeah. kind of. She's already involved in this. Um, she got really upset at, at throwing the throwing the sword to the wrong person. Mm-hmm. And she is an AEW original. She should be on Team Brit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely should be. Um, also, that would be a hell of a trio right there with three women who all either are holding or held the AEW women's title. Oh, wow. Yeah. With, with Sheeta, Brit, and Jamie Hayter. Mm-hmm. And put Nyla in there too. Why not? I mean, I'm then, then now you got your loving Nyla. Oh my God! Yeah. Oh yeah, man. I like Nyla right now. I'm liking her more than I have in a while, and they're not doing anything with her either. Yeah, <laughs> they're doing more with um, they're doing more with Marina Shafir, yeah, who I enjoyed. Are. I enjoyed her match. I liked. Yeah, she's like starting it. to incorporate her judo more into mm-hmm. her matches. That is something I can really see taking hold, taking shape, and giving her more character. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as nobody's sandbagging her yeah. in that match. Um, no, I'm just I'm with you. Really, really liking the women's feud right now. Yeah. So we got Tony versus Britt versus Roby, uh, Ruby versus Roby versus Roby yep. on Wednesday, mm-hmm. which I guess was the match they were supposed to have a few weeks back, and Britt couldn't do it, so now they're finally okay. getting back on track. So I think they've kind of been a little bit of a holding pattern until this week. I got you. And uh, it feels like Ru- I feels like they're really wanting to make a big deal out of Ruby. So what I'm wondering is if Ruby is going to win that match and earn a title shot at Revolution. Ooh. Which I think I would I I would be pretty into Ruby versus Jamie at Revolution. That'd be a huge surprise, and I and I think that'd be a good match. I'd be into that for sure. It's a new match. I haven't I haven't seen that yeah. match yet. I'm looking for new matches. Yep. Ruby has not been as high on the card as I think probably most mm-hmm. people thought she would be when she came in. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see her in that position. I think after that um, street fight they had several weeks back, I think uh, her stock went way up with a lot of people. I still have to watch. I, I still that, that's the one week I didn't watch the shows. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I've got to remember. I've got to figure out which ones those were to go back mm-hmm. and watch them because there's. That's something I need to see. Clearly, I need to see. Yeah, you need to see that. Yeah. Okay. Number one. Number one. It's the top feud, so I'm always happy when that happens. MJF and Brian Danielson. Man, did they bring the heat this week. <laughs> My I, God. Yeah, they did a multiple segment. 
you know, what was like probably three or four segments on the show. Yeah, because first it's the match between right. MJF, MJF and Takeshita. Right. Then they go back and MJF talks about murdering his girlfriend back in the day or something to that effect. <laughs> right. Um, which upset a lot of people, a whole yeah. lot of people. Then what was the next one? It was um, uh, then then um, uh, there was another Brian one was backstage checking on Takeshita, and they and locked him in. Locked him in, and for then his they match had Roosh. Yeah, for the match against Roosh, and they tried to count him out, and somehow mm-hmm. he managed to beat down a door with his bad shoulder and run mm-hmm. to the ring in the count of ten because Aubrey wasn't playing along. Right. Uh, then he had the Roosh match, which which to me was the best match of the week. Although I think okay. the trio's match was my favorite, the, right. the, the elite match. Um, and then they beat down Brian and spilled all the way into commercial where we didn't even get to see his buddies in the Blackpool combat club where everyone's been wondering if they're even still a group come out to yeah. save him. Yeah. Uh, and so like it, it's on. I believe, <laughs> I believe they did one more backstage segment, if I remember correctly. Maybe not. There were a lot of segments, though. Um, I So there was a lot of controversy this week. Should they have beaten the acclaimed? Mm-hmm. Should they have done this this uh, MJF segment? Mm-hmm. Um, should where they have beaten Yeah. I think yes to all of them, but they shouldn't have all been on the same show. Yeah. It equaled a depressing show. I think it really equaled mm-hmm. a depressing show where MJF get, is getting the better of everybody. MJF's being a, a horrific person. Mm-hmm. They're really trying to get him full heel. And then you also beat you beat the acclaimed with the ass boys who mm-hmm. nobody really looks at as title title right. level talent. Um, yeah. In a very and kind I think of that equals, way. It equals a negative show. When any one of those, if you do individually... Mm-hmm. I think doesn't equal a negative show. It's just a negative point in the show. But I think the problem was doing them all together on the same show. I think that's a really good point. And it, 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 uh, you're right. It didn't have that. Like, like there were no feel good moments, really. What were yeah. the feel good moments well, the, in the show? Mean, the, the, the elite match was pretty fun, even though the like plucky upstart team lost, it was still yeah. like a, and that's what I'm getting at. It's like, there was no, no faces really overcame the big the yeah. monster heels right. to offset all the negative in this show. Right. And even I, Ricky Starks losing to Chris Jericho after going through the gauntlet. Yeah. 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 And it wasn't like even like an Empire Strikes Back, like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for everyone to get yeah, the comeback. Yeah, we're, we're, we're setting up for the comeback a, next week. No, it's just, yeah. it was over and all the faces had just lost, flat. basically. Yeah. yeah. I think you don't want to leave people that way. I think that's yeah. a... I'm not saying they killed El Paso, but no. El Paso was not happy with what they saw. No, and El Paso started out pretty pretty good. Yeah. You know, okay. Texas, those Texas crowds have been delivering. If you if you rewatch this show, ladies and gentlemen, watch the acclaimed as they walk out. Just as as they finish the rap, and before they go into El Paso, the acclaimed has arrived. There's a man in the front row front row there's a glorious man a hispanic man wearing a shirt that says body by barbacoa <laughs> i love that man i screen cap that man i'll send him to you kevin i did not see that That's it amazing. is it's just so wonderful and he is he is a man much like myself a man of girth 
<laughs> a man of enthusiasms. Me, yes, it, it made me very, very happy to see that. All right, I'm sending it to you right now via text. Let me know what you think. Okay, that's fantastic. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, the hat. Is that the Gallagher? Hat, the ha- it looks like he looks like a Mexican Gallagher. <laughs> that's exactly what this man looks like, ladies and gentlemen. He also looks. It's like a mix of Gallagher mm-hmm. and um. Is that a Montreal Expos hat? What is that? I believe it's an old Expos hat. Yes, it is. But he also looks a lot like the Porcupine of Love, who's currently was just declared unfit for trial. The porn star Ron Jeremy. Oh gosh, he looks like Ron Jeremy is about to smash watermelons uh, <laughs> at a at a at a comedy club. <laughs> But in Mexico, it's it's. I love this man so much. If anybody knows who he is, yeah, give him my best. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's see. So, it. what do we have next? We've uh, we've only scratched the surface of wrestling this week. Yeah. I think we should just jump right into should have been on dynamite. Okay. And that is, I believe it was elevation this week. Maybe dark. Who knows the difference? We saw the Truth Busters wrestle. We saw the Truth, but not the Truth Busters. The Outrunners. We saw the Outrunners wrestle. Mm-hmm. We saw the Outrunners get a win. Mm-hmm. And we saw maybe the greatest promo in modern professional wrestling. Yeah. Tell them, Turb. This week. This week, for this sure. Week. Yeah. They're it was the, yeah. phenomenal. They were fantastic. They literally last Tuesday, I think it was, uh-huh. everyone I know everyone. was talking about this. Everyone. We're all yeah. texting about it. We're DMing about it. We're sending each other links and timestamps. Mm-hmm. They don't have the, the the move set that I wish they did. I wish they had more of a classic move set mm-hmm. where they copied old wrestlers' mm-hmm. moves. Mm-hmm. But their their mic skills are so great. This wrestling <laughs> promo was so good. They're the youngest men on earth. Yep. Also tying into maybe they they are the youngest team in AEW. They are the ass boys. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just amazing. And, and then when you go to their YouTube, each one has a YouTube. Yeah. And shockingly, their videos like have a hundred views. I and know. it's like eighties rock music. Yeah. While they're doing, while they're practicing collar and elbow tie-ups. Right. It's wonderful. It's it just is. wonderful. It's so pure and good. Yeah. And they deserve to just sweep the nation. They deserve a 60-minute match with FTR is what they deserve. Yeah, they do. Now, here's the thing, though. I think, was it you that sent me the uh, um, match they had with the Briscoes? Yeah, and I sent you the promo for the Briscoes. And the promo was a little better than the match because they were just being tossed around by the Briscoes. They were just being tossed around by the Briscoes, but it was like, it was, it. I had a Ratatouille moment. Did you? Watching it. Yeah, you know, the Ratatouille moment where it's like he takes the soup and he you know, remembers the soup when he yeah. was a kid. Yeah. And it was this, this, this hall, whatever hall they were in. It was, it was straight green. out of 1982. Yeah. But this happened last year. Yeah. Not even that long ago, like less than six months ago. I think. The kids are wearing like crappy shirts that yeah. look like they're from the eighties. Right. And literally there's no fence. Yeah. It is metal bars that look kind of jagged with a chain connecting them. Yeah. It was the, straight out of the eighties. It looks like a National Guard armory. Yep, and the apron is like sponsored by a logging company. Yeah, it's and just a only, guy's name. Yeah, 
it's like Scott Walton logging the yeah. whole apron, like not right. placed as like the whole thing. Yeah. And it's like they traveled back in time and filmed this yep. last year. And I, I've and always the kids wanted are jumping a up and down. Oh my God. They're loving it. They are loving it. There's one kid in the front, right? Yeah. The front left. Who's losing his mind. Yeah. And I'm like, that's me. That's exactly what I look like. Yep. If four years old front row. Yep. Watching matches and putting my fingers in blood, thinking it's yeah. fake and <laughs> not thank God, not getting whatever STDs were out there in the eighties. Yeah. You, you oh. could have gotten whatever Tommy rich had. The, yeah. The only yeah. thing that was missing was that old lady who has the same seat every week in the front yeah. row, just yeah. giving truth Magnum the business. Yeah. Like whipping him with her purse. Yeah. And just lecturing him. It was surreal. It it, it, it kind of ties into the, the 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 what is it the 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 man the not the mandalas the, the mandala mandalas effect. the mandalas yeah yeah it felt like a mandala right there that this place exists right now somewhere out there it's it exists and I want I want to yeah. I want to put on a show there I want to promote a show yeah I want to any show Hoss fight Hoss fight Hoss fight three. Yeah. We're starting with Hoss Fight Three, right. and we're gonna we're gonna kayfabe Hoss Fights One and Two. Right, totally kayfabe. They're they're out there on videotapes that you can only find in gas yeah. stations. Only that still carry VHSs. Yeah. Um. My God, it was a wonderful thing. But yeah, the 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 Outrunners mm-hmm. should have been on Dynamite, and they should be on Dynamite every week. And I think they'll be on promo, Dynamite again soon, I bet. I hope so. I really hope so. Like, the wrestling doesn't stand out as special to me, but they're good wrestlers. Mm-hmm. But my God, the promos. They said, oh, what was it? So, youngest youngest, youngest men in the, on, in, on the world. Youngest men alive. Youngest, youngest men alive. alive. And then something about motorboating. They were like <laughs> speed, speedboat. They were the speedboat dreamboats. Yeah, yeah. And then tell him, Turb. Tell him, Turb. The man said, tell him, Turb. Yep. And I lost my mind. <laughs> I jumped up. And I'm not, doctor said, I don't need to be jumping. Definitely yeah. don't need to be jumping. I jumped up. I, it was amazing. Yep. And I may never be the same. And, and we, it felt uh, like, it felt like the exact opposite of what happened when I found out the Missouri River is somehow now longer <laughs> than the Mississippi. It's the exact opposite of that. Yeah. Oh my God! Oh, by yep. the way, let's see. And, um, and we have our friend Paul Fontaine to remind us that he's been watching them for like three years. I believe Paul said he's been watching them for thirty-six years. He said they've well, been affecting the wrestling business for thirty-six years, Kevin. That's right. Ever I don't since know they how. Were the young children trust, of Billy Gunn. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. Paul might be the key to all of this. And I'm not arguing, Paul. If he's been watching them 36 years, yeah. he says it. I believe it. Um, I've learned better than to, I've learned. I've learned not to argue with the ROH story. That's yep. one thing I've learned my, with my, my garbage memory. All right. Let's talk about the rest of wrestling this week as if it even matters after we've left the outrunners. Um, who, by the way, there was a lot of discussion over what this outrunner mean. Mm-hmm. And I believe I've been told, and I believe that the that they're called the Outrunners because there is a really obscure genre of music called Outrun mm-hmm. that is all '80s. It is modern day '80s synth pop. Okay, as in they are pretending to be from the '80s, and I okay. think that's where they got 
And by the way, the biggest player in this genre, I don't remember the name, but he does Joey Janela's music. Okay. So there's some connections there where they would know about it. Yeah. It ties in with them being fake eighties wrestlers. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do, I like the best of my knowledge. I think that's why they're called the outrunners. The, Um, uh, there's also someone pointed out the, uh, I think it was Jeff actually was the, um, out, there's an outrunner video game from like 1990 that's considered a oh very, really a very 80s game and maybe that's where the music I need to check maybe that that's out. where the music genre came from i bet that's where they got their name is that video game most likely uh as in that's where the the genre got its name all right let's see um i like that dustin rhodes is cutting promos yeah in just out in lumber yards or random lumber yards random lumber yards by the way this is a large room. Is in a large room. Basically, yeah, the inside. It's like an airplane, old airplane hangar or something. Yeah, it's like an old airplane hangar. That's a really good way of putting it. There's there's lumber all around. There's metal all around. Somehow he didn't notice the entire yeah. like swerve and his whole crew of flunkies right. standing right in front three, of him. three directly feet in his away, line of sight. directly in his line of sight. He got beat down by all three of them. Hey. He sold it. He sold that yeah. beat down, Kevin. Yeah, he his did. hand was shaking. Yes. He sold it like they snapped his spine. Yeah. My God. He sold, was that it a like great... his, he sold it like his daddy in the WTBS parking lot. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of was he was like, Cody's not going to out daddy me. That's right. No, there's no out daddy and uh, there's no out daddy and Dustin Rhodes. That's for sure. I, here's today. my theory. This he is a very well trained professional wrestler who knows where his camera is at all times, and he was yeah. so locked in on his promo on that camera, he was completely the peripheral vision knew. goes away. Yeah, Swerve because you're only aware of the camera. That's yeah, Swerve Swerve's been scouting him, and he figured that out. Yeah. You can sneak up on Dustin Rhodes when he's cutting a promo because he is he's locked he is in mar- on the camera. He's married to that camera, man. Yeah. Um that's gonna be a really good match. Swerve Strickland versus Dustin Rhodes is to gonna that. be a real good match. Yeah. Um I like Hangman Page a lot. I like Kip Sabian a lot right now. Mm-hmm. I have zero interest in the wrestling. No, and I did It'll not pro- like Hangman's promo either. He sounded like a baby. Let me quote Hangman Page's promo for you oh, really boy. quickly. I don't think anybody wants me to quote this if you know what if you remember this promo. Hangman said, and I quote, in his match with John Moxley, I ate his ass for two solid minutes. <laughs> Even Renee couldn't no sell that one. I ate his ass for two solid minutes. There's no other way to interpret that. There's no other way to interpret that, Kevin. Part of me thinks he did that on purpose. <laughs> there had to be some sort of a dare. There had to be some sort of a bet backstage. The man who wears Dolly Parton jeans. <laughs> he's he's trolling us. Yeah. God God help what he's God help Kip Sabian. If if he lands that <laughs> if he lands that that buckshot lariat, God help Kip Sabian. There'll be no stopping the ass eating in yeah. this match. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> What a way to, what a way to sell match. Now I do think this will probably be a good match. I do think it'll be good. Yeah, it'll be good. It's not the match I want. It'll be quick too. It'll be short. I bet. Kip Sabian sure hopes so. Penelope will get to show us her new rotary phone purse that she's. Oh, the about. rotary phone purse. Yeah. I love that she was holding the phone. 
Right. As if she was about to make an emergency call. As if to say there is someone on the line and they're asking for you. Yeah. I felt like she was just waiting to say, bring me Umaga. Yeah. And like <laughs> something to that effect. Like right. that's the backup. If everything goes wrong, yeah. she makes that call. She makes that call. And Mira and the, comes the, back. The, yeah. The ghost of Miro <laughs> enters the arena and wrecks shop. I love that because um, someone was like, love, a, somebody it. in the... Uh, Fight Media Facebook group asked, like, what's the deal with the phone? Yeah. And I just randomly typed in uh, on Amazon search Ro- uh-huh. rotary, rotary phone purse, and okay. that purse came up top hit immediately $49.95. Oh, my God. All right. I'm looking this up right now. I think I think it was $49.95. It, it was, I was surprised at how cheap I- it was. I don't have a Valentine's this year, but it's twenty five dollars. Okay. It's twenty five ninety nine. I am buying this purse for somebody. <laughs> I don't care who. I'm going to buy this purse. I'm giving it to a woman because some woman deserves this purse in her yeah. life. There's black. There's pink. There's purple. Yeah. There's red. Oh my god! I love that she like must have come across it and was like, "Well, this is becoming part of my gimmick." Kevin, hold up, hold up. This, ladies and gentlemen, oh boy, I'm here to let you know that for $25, you can purchase this purse, mm-hmm. and the heads, handset plugs into your cell phone. <gasps> the phone works. The phone works. The phone works. Now, I don't. It won't work with an iPhone. It'll have to be an Android. Because oh, it's, it's a three point five jack. millimeter jack, yeah. But of course, there's lots of that. I got a dongle for that. <laughs> Who doesn't have a dongle for that? <laughs> yeah, this thing's twenty five bucks. Oh, it literally went up in price to twenty seven ninety eight while I've been looking at That's it. That's amazing. So she literally could have someone on the phone. Yeah, she could literally call Miro. I don't know if she could get a hold of Umaga at this point. No, but um, she's got a lot of options there. This thing is amazing. <laughs> I'm literally upset that I can't have purses. Like well, this is this damn thing. Maybe that guy from Barstool was onto something. <laughs> he may have been onto something. <laughs> oh my god. I'd literally forgotten about that. I'm glad you brought it back up because I need to look into this after the, after this show is over. <laughs> my God. Um not the worst picture of me though, I'll say that. No, it's a good picture. Okay, let's see. Mark Briscoe. I was, I was excited to see Mark Briscoe back on on AEW, um, I was wondering if he was going to change his his Mark Briscoe's an over the top guy. I wondered if he was yes, going to tone it down. He is that last week. He's he not. is not. He is not going to tone it down. <laughs> he's he's going to crank it up. Yeah, he is. Okay, who was? Oh, versus Josh Woods. Yeah, that's an interesting match. I really like Josh Woods, and it's like this ultra serious guy, mm-hmm. or I think he's very serious, mm-hmm. like a rest, like a college, collegiate right. wrestler type right. dude. Versus a man named Chicken who's going to bring the kung fu right, and the right. karate, and Josh uh, Woods and he and he wears a mouth guard in the ring, and you know how those Briscoes yeah. feel about mouth guards. Yeah, we, <laughs> we do. So I'm excited to see that. I'm really glad he's getting. I'm really glad he's getting paychecks, and I'm really glad he's on national TV. And yeah. I hope I hope he remains. I hope whether it's, it's on our wage in every way. Yeah, and um, listen, there's. Outside of outside of of Jay Briscoe's death, 
the Briscoe family, and they are in a big extended family. I think they all live there on the ranch, on the chicken ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, the the you know at the Briscoe Estates, they've got a lot of medical bills for years to come. They got a lot of a lot of bills need to be paid, and I'm glad uh, I'm glad Tony Khan's helping to pay those bills by putting some paychecks in that man's pocket. Yep, for sure. Oh, let's see. I am. What is next here? I think. What What have we missed? Anything we didn't talk about? I mean, we didn't really talk about the gauntlet much, but there wasn't really much to it. No, there Other wasn't much Matt to Menard it. Matt Menard being criminally ripped off. Absolutely. Um. By the way, Matt Menard. He goes so far in every every time he's on TV. He works yeah. so hard. Every second he's on camera, mm-hmm. I would, I, I hate to say this. I would love for him to break away at some point very soon and do his own thing. As in, I look, I've had people make fun of me saying he should be a top guy. I don't mean Hulk Hogan, but he could be Brutus, the barber beefcake challenging Hulk Hogan. You know what I mean? <laughs> he actually like literally could like, he'd probably yeah. look a lot like, he looks a lot like <laughs> Brutus, the barber beefcake, but he's so good. I want to see him be the focus at some point here, instead of Chris Jericho being the focus or Sammy Guevara being the focus. Um, also, I just, I would, I kind of want to see new things from all, all the people in that group. Mm-hmm. Um, just want to see some new stuff. Feels a little, it's all a little dated to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, they've, they've done great jobs. Everything Chris Jericho's done has been pretty great so far in mm-hmm. AW, but time, time to change it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, also, Chris Jericho could not be the brand new baby face that lights AEW no, on fire. No, no. Um, I think uh, I think what he I think what he's trying to do is pull like a get out. Yeah, and I think he's grooming um, Action Andretti to uh, transfer his brain. At a certain point, there'll <laughs> there'll be a procedure. <laughs> Doc Samson's going to lure Action Andretti into the locker room, and they're going to perform a transfer, and we'll have. Uh, Chris Jericho's brain inside of Ashkin Andre's body, and he'll just begin a new 30 year reign of terror. You know, I wonder what made him choose Action Andretti over Griff Garrison because Griff really reminds me of an early Chris Jericho sometimes. Yeah. Like a really young Jericho. Um, Might just be the high flying nature. He wants might to try be. a whole new yeah. thing. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's see. Rampage Slam Dunk is this Friday. Yep. Daniel Garcia versus Ricky Starks. That should be really good. As long as, well, thing yeah. is, one on one, that could be great. Mm-hmm. Everybody will get involved and it they'll won't be, be as great. Yeah. yeah, they'll be shenanigans. Dustin Rhodes versus Swerve, like we talked about, that'll be really, really that'll, good. That'll be really good. All right. Yeah. Dynamite this Wednesday. Moxley and Claudio versus Roosh and Preston Vance in a Texas tornado match. Kevin, does that mean the loser loses a foot? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I wish. That would be amazing. <laughs> oh my god. Hangman versus Kip. Tony yep. Storm versus Ruby versus Britt. That'll be yep. really good. Brian Cage versus Jungleman. That could be awesome. That could be fun. Yeah. You know who did Brian Cage? I can't hate him Brian Cage anymore. No. I'm I'm glad to hear you say that. He's been putting um, on the work. I mean, I still don't love yeah. him. And as long yeah. as he keeps losing, I'm fine. But <laughs> as long as he keeps losing, but I'm fine can, for him in this role. He can make a baby face look real good. Yeah, 
he's good at that. Um, by the way, who did Jack Perry wrestle this week? I can't. It was a nobody, kind of. Oh, he wrestled um, the Hollywood Hulk. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Glad I this, know if I wrote that down. Um, it's, it's nice to see him break out of dark temporarily for 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, again, I haven't watched um, Being the Elite in a while, and he looked a little different. He looked... He had darker he like hair. Apparently, dark- they, they said he tanned a lot on the Jericho Cruise. <laughs> I really hate that we didn't get any... Did any we get Jericho any Cruise imagery footage? of, of Jericho no. housing? No, I don't think they even mentioned... No, and that's I mean, a real shame. They mentioned it, but I don't think they had any footage. Well, I, I miss when they probably, did like a show from there. Yeah, it's probably a situation where they do things that are so different from the storyline. They can't have yeah. Jericho and Danhausen. But, they could uh, still record like I don't know one evening of matches and make it the elevation that week or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh my god, it could be AEW um, Mandela Weekend. <laughs> yeah. I'd watch. I'd watch the hell out of that. That does sound like Mandela Effect. Sounds like a like Mandala, a PW, yeah. That's like a PWG show coming up that's soon. Ex- that's right. It's the Mandela Effect, and they don't even run the show. They just like list the results and try to convince everyone yeah. they were there. <laughs> how has GCW? How is how has GCW not done a Mandela Effect weekend yet? <laughs> I, that blows my mind. I need to I need to book this going head to head with they did spring break. Oh, did they? Yeah, no one remembers it, but they no, really no one did. remembers it exactly. Yeah, that's a different timeline now. Um, serious though, though, Kevin, it's always been the Mississippi River. Yeah, always, always. You're you know it, and I know it. Yeah, Missouri. I mean, come on, they don't say the mighty Missouri. No, they don't. Nobody talks about I'm the toughest sob this side of the mighty no. Mississippi. Nobody. No. no, Mark Twain didn't ride. Right, Huck Finn riding up the Missouri River. No. Oh, my God. That would be an embarrassment. It would be an embarrassment right. to Huck Finn. Embarrassment Huck Finn to did people. did go to Mississippi, right? Yeah, absolutely. It was the okay. Mississippi. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I haven't read it lately. Who yeah. knows what it is now? <laughs> oh, my God. Might just be a tide pool somewhere. Right. Um, in, in the Maryland area. Um, all right. Let's see. Mark Briscoe, Josh Woods coming up. Orange Cassidy acclaimed and Daddy Ass versus. By the way, that did that just kind of come out of nowhere? Yeah, that the, was that end of Rampage. Suddenly, yeah, the acclaimed it, came out and like the acclaimed coming out and saving Orange Cat. Like it's right. I get they're good guys. Orange Cassidy. Like I like the good guys are helping each other. Faces mm-hmm. are helping faces, but that but just like came if out I lose nowhere, I lose my first tag team title. I'm going home. Right. I'm not in the building. No. Yeah, I'm not I mean, going to come out and save Orange Cassidy. He's already got look, friends. These guys are sitting he there. He literally has best friends. He literally has best friends who were not very helpful. No, um, no these guys are, are sitting in a cab, staring down at their their scissoring fingers, right? which aren't scissoring. No. They're just uh, They're spread just, asunder, yes. looking down at them, remembering what used to be. Right. That's where these men are, yeah. in some lift somewhere. And... Yep. uh that was just weird, and it feels like this is like, oh, we're going to, we're going to send them off after Jeff Jarrett, and that's going to be a thing, and they're not even going to yeah. remember they wanted the tag team titles, and then FTR is going to slide in and take right. the tag team titles from the Ass Boys. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it, and the that eventual match between the acclaimed and FTR would be a big one, but I I just don't I don't like the way this is going. Yeah. I don't feel it right now. 
Yeah. All right. And then some interviews. Then some interviews. Renee Paquette and Adam Cole. I liked Renee this week. Um, Mm -hmm. She was very concerned about being locked in a locker room. Um, All right. You want to do some revolution predictions? Have they changed since last week, Kevin? Uh, not, not really. So we still only have one match announced. They have three MJF. six episodes of TV left, which yep. is par for the course now. So we should right. start hearing stuff next week. And, you know, I think we're probably going to get Mox and Hangman. Yeah. And that Texas death match, probably get Joe and Wardlow. Who knows if the guns will and acclaimed will rematch. I'm thinking Ruby Soho and Jamie Hayter is probably the first thing I'm thinking that's new. Okay. If that happens, that's just a prediction. Yep. I still like my idea for the women's face of the revolution match. I love that idea. I really like that. And I think they've got the women for it right now. Yeah. If everybody's here and has their visas and all that. One thing I was thinking about this week was if they have the face of revolution men's match, who will be in it? Because it's usually six people. I like, I'm looking at your list here and I Mm -hmm. really like it. By the way, um, they're clearly setting up something right now with Hook. Yeah, and then, something. Um, he semi quote unquote assaulted. Um, oh, what's his name? Stokely. Stokely Hathaway. Still called him sir. Called him sir. Yeah, because he's still uh, he's still a gentleman. Yes. Um, the cold hearted, handsome gentleman. Yes. Um, but I like this list you've got here: Takeshita, mm-hmm. Jungle Boy, Ethan Page, Hook, Big Bill. That is a great start to a ladder match right there. Yeah. And then you can have God, that's Andretti or someone. Maybe Andretti gets added to Action it. Andretti would have to be in there. Yeah. He'd have to be. Um, who else? Um, you you'd have think Ricky. they'd have something for Jungle Boy. Better, yeah. bigger than this, unless he wins so. it. Unless he wins it. But I would yeah. I would love to see Takeshita win it. Uh, yep. Um, I feel, who do you think... Takeshita needs it more than Jungle Boy. Although yeah. that said, like they made Jungle Boy and they haven't done anything with him now that he's been made other than tagging right. with, hook. with Hook. I have a feeling it'll be another Hook tag team match. Hmm. Another Jungle Hook. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, they keep... They're clearly going to do something with Jungle Hook. Or they wouldn't have made a, such a big yeah, deal if it was one time only. And then they do it twice. It's clearly leading to something here. Um... What do you see Hook potentially turning on Jungle Boy? I could see them doing, you know, Tony likes to do his like, or not even good, a real good, guy, good guys that hate each other. Yeah. You know, he loves so, that, man. Uh, he does love that a lot. My God. <laughs> Makes yeah. me wonder about his childhood. And then, um, yeah, so I could see them, I could see them doing Hook and Jungle Boy, and that would be pretty interesting. That'd be yeah. real interesting, actually. Now, looking at some of these matches. Joe versus Wardlow. I don't feel like anybody cares. No, like really. it, it. It could be a really good match. It could be yeah. really good, but I, I'm not. I don't care about that anymore. Which is really weird because Joe's great. Joe's fantastic. That is just how how deep they've buried Wardlow mm-hmm. is what it is to me. Like I'm loving Joe. Yeah, I want to see him now in a match with somebody better than Wardlow. Like because I feel like yeah. I feel like Wardlow isn't anything at this moment. Yeah. He's just a big guy that suplexes. Right. When he used to be more than that, there was depth. Mm-hmm. He was a monster. And now that's all gone. And it doesn't feel like they're bringing it back. 
they're yeah. not delivering anything like that. Now they've got three it's weeks weird. to do it. I could hear them. I could like, I don't, it's, it's kind of the old WWE thing, but I can imagine them being like, well, we're making them more human. Yeah. It's no, like, we don't want to, I would want, rather superhuman. Give me. <laughs> oh my God. Give me the Bray Wyatt Wardlow where you enter into Wardlow's world and you're basically in Pee Wee's playhouse and he's talking to chairs and shit. Give me that. Like that's better than what they're doing right now. Oh my God. What color? I'm imagining okay, well, like Wardlow's world is nothing yeah. but like dude, bro. It's just like the inside. Oh of my a God. Bar. It would be, it would be the inside of a gym and he's talking to all the, uh, he's talking to all the workout equipment. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, and they're just encouraging yeah. him and building him up and, right. And he's gets down when he can't do enough pull-ups and they're like helping him like barbells are coming underneath <laughs> his like, feet, yeah. raising him up, helping him to get that last pull-up in That's to beat right. Samoa Joe. Oh man. What would be the primary color in Wardlow's world? I'm saying purple for some reason, but that also most might be that I'm obsessed with Mardi Gras season at the moment. I'm literally yeah. wearing purple. Yeah. Or that like, just like gunmetal black that all the mats are in the crossfit gyms <laughs> yeah in my world he's in my version of wardlow's world he's in planet fitness i just realized yeah. <laughs> he's paying that he's paying yeah. that five, that ten dollars a month Kid. right to get no the no cancellation fee exactly <laughs> she's just month to month in wardlow's world that's right <laughs> oh god um so joe works in wardlow i don't feel like the heat is there I don't think it's going to be the acclaim versus the guns. I think FTR is going to pop up. I think they're that trying soon, to, huh? You think so? I do because I, I they're already trying to branch out uh, yeah. um, the acclaimed on this other road, which leads to a match with yeah. Jarrett and the photo. I well, I sent you the photo. I don't know if we ever we got distracted by the other one, but uh, the first photo of the guns posted after the title match was them drinking that fancy tequila that Dax Harwood always makes a big deal about. There you go. FTR is already involved in this. Yeah. Dax is already involved. Let's see. Look back at this photo real quick. I see you sent me something from filthy Tom as well. Did I? Yeah. Let's see. Monday, February the 6th. Though. It's been a while. Oh yeah. This is something I, I do want to talk about real quickly. I know we're at the end of the show. You sent me this post by Filthy Tom breaking down Moxley Adam Page. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And loved says, it. Yeah. Mox posted on his hands to alleviate the pressure. Page released his grip to find his balance and moved to the back. But Mox countered by stopping his movement with a leg lace and three-quarter Nelson stack to get the pin. And he shows examples from collegiate uh, wrestling yeah. of what happened in the Mox Adam Page match. I love this. I love that Tom did this. I now want to rewatch that match. Mm-hmm. And um, I really like it's been a road since UFC won in 1993, 30 years ago, where I want to see more realism in professional wrestling matches. Yeah. So when you get that, it really means a lot to me. Yeah. And it's kind of like that um, years ago, Samoa Joe versus Kurt Angle and Impact where they started off doing yes. a, an MMA match mm-hmm. and they slowly turned it into pro wrestling. Like once they're beaten down, then you can get them up into a suplex yeah. type thing. I love that. And uh, I definitely going to go back and watch Mox and Adam page again. So thank you for sending me that. Clearly we're going to have to do a social media corner now every week. <laughs> um, 
But I think we've exhausted all there is to talk about this week without going into the UFOs. Um, from me, from Kevin Ely, from everybody here at Fight Game Media, thanks for joining us. Hope to see you again back here next Tuesday.